Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Resource Room Podcast, where today we are going to be talking about paperwork because we know that stresses us out. And the goal of this podcast series right now is to stop the stress. I was a little bit afraid to even put paperwork in the title of this episode because I thought either is going to bring in all the special education teachers or it is going to drive them away because it gives them nightmares. But it's something we need to talk about because if this is the number one thing that people are stressed about or that people are taking home with them every night, we have to talk about this and see what we have control over what we can do about it, and how we can make things a little bit easier. Before I really, really dive into talking about paperwork, I'm going to take like the long way and do this little analogy so that you can kind of, I don't know, hopefully make some comparisons that make sense. So here we go. I want you to think about how long it takes you to get ready in the morning. So for me, y'all don't judge me. I'm going to be real raw here, okay? Whatever time I want to leave my house, I usually know I go back about two hours before that. That's when I'm going to get out of bed or at least when my alarm's going to go off. My feet don't always hit the floor as soon as that alarm goes off. So let's say I want to leave my house at 7.30 in the morning to be at school on time. I know I have to have that alarm going off. I have to be getting up by 5.30. How did I arrive at 5.30? Well, I can say, okay, it's going to take me 30 minutes to take a bath. It's going to take me maybe 10 minutes then to get my hair product in and clean my face and all those kinds of things. Um, Too much information here, but I have a lot of sinus problems and I have to like do the nasal rinse every day. Those are all things that I do in that 10 minutes. Then I go take my medicine. Then I come back and do my makeup. You know how long it takes you to do all the things in your morning routine. Sometimes it's like we're backwards planning. Okay, so if I'm going to leave at 7.30 and then I'm going to eat breakfast, I got to get up 7.15 and we kind of go backwards to arrive at how long it's going to take us for all those things. Now, what the heck does all of that have to do with paperwork? Here's the thing. You could tell me how long it's going to take you to do your makeup and blow dry your hair and fix or straighten or curl your hair and how long it's going to take you to shower. You could say, hey, give me 10 minutes and I'll be ready. Ooh, I need 30 minutes and I'll be ready. You know those things because you know how long it takes you to pick out your clothes and do your makeup. You know that. The same applies to our paperwork. We do the same tasks over and over and over again, just like every day you might do your makeup and brush your hair and brush your teeth and all that. You know it. You've got to start thinking of some of your paperwork tasks in the same manner. 
you've got to start thinking, how long is it going to take me to contact the parent and schedule the conference? How long is it going to take me to assess the student? How long is it going to take me to write a present level? How long is it going to take me to do the accommodations and some of those other things, you know, inter-service minutes? How long is it going to take me to print a draft? How long is it going to take me to pull their iReady scores? All of those things are repetitive tasks that you do all the time. You might be able to say, oh, give me three minutes and I can have their iReady scores entered into that IEP. Give me a few minutes so that I can pull their iReady data or their uh, progress monitoring data so that I can put it in the existing data section. You might know some of those things, but sometimes the eye-opening part is when you really start looking at, holy cow, that took me 20 minutes to write a good present level. Yay, 20 minutes and I have one box done. Now what? When we start adding up all of that time, Sometimes that's when we're like, man, no wonder I'm so stressed out. No wonder I'm taking this home. For some reason, I thought I was going to be able to get three hours worth of work done in my 40 minute prep. That math doesn't add up. Now, obviously, sometimes those things vary. There are some parents that you might be able to text or call. They're going to set that meeting right away. No big deal. You have other parents you're going to call 14 times, send home a letter, you know, all this stuff to make it happen. And that eats up more of your time. Obviously, there's some variability. If you have a kindergartner to assess versus a fifth grader, that's going to be a different chunk of time. But in general, you need to have a good idea of how long it's going to take you to do each of those tasks. And so what I would call that is a time audit. For the next couple of weeks, I want you to start auditing how you're spending your time. It doesn't have to be extremely detailed, but you could start being kind of just cognizant of, okay, it took me 20 minutes to do that. It took me three minutes to do that, five minutes to do that, that kind of thing. That way, whenever it's time for you to start thinking about your 40 minute prep or your 50 minute prep or whatever yours happens to be, you can be realistic about what you can get done in 40 minutes. For me, I know most of my present levels take me probably a good 20 minutes, if I'm being honest about it, to sit down and write a really detailed present level of performance. Have I done a half-assed version of that in 10 minutes? Mm, yeah, probably. Have there been students who kind of stump me and I'm like, man, what should I do about this? What? How do I describe that? Or what were they really doing? Maybe I hem and haul over it for a little bit and it's really 30 minutes. Or maybe I do 10 minutes one day and come back 20 minutes the next day and really finish it off. There are always going to be exceptions, obviously, but we have to really kind of be mindful and watch how are we using our time. After you've taken a couple of weeks to kind of be mindful or maybe even you sit down right now or later today, you might be able to sit down and say, okay, I know it takes me X amount of time to do this, X amount of time to do that. Ooh, I can't forget that I also have to print this or notify that teacher or whatever. You can think of all of those steps and start assigning some times to that. Now, that sounds like I just made more work for you, right? You're going to audit this, write this down, all that. The point of that is then you can start making a plan for 
how are you going to actually make sure that all of this stuff gets done during your contract time or during the time that you are willing to put in to your job? Because some of us, like me, I do not mind one single bit to stay after school for a little bit. I don't mind one single bit to come in a little bit early or, or whatever. I enjoy my job, but I don't want to be writing IEPs from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. every night or two nights a week or, or whatever. I, I'm not okay with that. You have to decide what are you okay with and how can you cram all of that stuff into the time that you are willing or that you have available for your job. For me, that comes into planning out my prep time. So I use a program called monday.com and I have an Instagram reel that I will do my best to remember to link in the show notes. And that Instagram reel walks you through how I use monday.com to plan out my prep periods. I use templates and with that, or I, I created my own template, that's not something that's there, but it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I can duplicate that for every single week. Monday, Thursday, and Friday always say the same things. Well, really all of them say the same things, but Monday always has my evaluation checklist, my spelling bags, and I'm going to do my three by five cards for the week, which is where I just tell our instructional assistants what conferences they're going to have to cover. So if I know I have three conferences on Monday, I write out those three by five cards and give them to our IAs so that they know, oh, on Wednesday at two o'clock, I need to go to Miss So-and-so's room to cover so Miss So-and-so can go to the conference. I do that every Monday. All of those things fit in 40 minutes. It was designed that way on purpose. I know it takes me about 10 to 15 minutes to do my spelling bags. It takes just a few minutes to write out those three by five cards. And my evaluation checklist varies. Sometimes I'm very caught up or we're kind of at a standstill. I'm waiting on the school psychologist or something like that. And then there are other weeks that I have a lot to do. I have students who haven't returned paperwork and I need to print it again and send it home. That varies. But I know that I can get that done in the remaining time of my prep. So for me, it is planned out almost down to the minute of what I am going to do and how am I going to get those three things done on that particular day. On Thursdays and Fridays, I have a combination of grading reading tests, math tests, spelling tests, you know, some of those kinds of things, getting homework ready for the next week, getting my booklets into the folders that I use for my small groups. I have a plan and it all fits into 40 minutes on Thursday, 40 minutes on Friday, and I know it's done. I have planned that strategically. I know it's only going to take me about 10 minutes to grade those spelling tests. And it takes me usually about the same for reading tests and math tests. Well, that kind of varies sometimes. But I know how long it's going to take me and I can fit it all in in those 40 minutes. Then I know I'm not going to be stressed. I'm not going to leave school on Thursday being like, oh my gosh, I have 900 things to do. No. I got three things done. That's all I have time for during my prep. I know that. 
Now, maybe a student returns some paperwork and I scan that in transition between a couple of groups. And maybe I save that in my special way and send it to our special ed secretary or something. All of those things, I might be able to fit in here or there, but I know the three things that I have to get done for that day to carry on. So my biggest piece of advice to you is to plan your prep period so that you know what you can realistically get done. Now, what does that have to do with paperwork? I told you about Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Tuesday and Wednesday, my prep period is wide open. And during those times, I start plugging in all of those tasks that I know I have to do for upcoming conferences. So maybe that is going to just kind of get a good informal assessment of those students that are coming up and what are they going to do? So usually I might spend a whole week, let me just assess these five kids because I know we have annuals or initials or reavals and I need to make sure that I have good, good data so that I can write a present level. Maybe it's doing classroom observations. Maybe it's writing the present level or scheduling those conferences. All of those things I start thinking about, okay, if I know it takes me 10 minutes to assess these students, I can probably realistically get about three of them done in my prep period on Tuesday. And maybe if I had five students, I could get two of them assessed on Wednesday and start calling parents in the remaining time to set up their conferences. Some weeks, some students just flow a little better and it works, but you have to have a plan that is realistic. So by auditing your time and kind of keeping track of how long does it take me to do this, then you can really start putting things into, okay, you have a 40 minute prep. How are you gonna get it all done in 40 minutes? I know what you're thinking. Amanda, I'm never gonna be able to get it all done in 40 minutes. And you know what, you're probably right. Because there are definitely days that I can't. There are definitely days that behavior messes up my prep and I didn't get 20 minutes, much less 40. Things happen, that's part of our jobs. So maybe you have some trusted IAs that you could say, hey, I plan to assess the student. Is there any way you could do that? Is there any way you could make these copies so that instead of doing that, I could work on this paperwork? Could you grade these reading tests? Because that buys me 10 more minutes, I could go assess this student. It's not perfect. No week will work exactly perfectly the way you want it. But when you have a good plan, then you can start adjusting from there. And to me, that comes with knowing how long things take being completely honest with yourself about all the tasks that you do have to do and how long they take, and then making a good plan as to when are you going to get it all done. I know what you're thinking. I'm gonna have this whole long list of things and I am never going to be able to get it done in my prep time. Sometimes this calls for advocating for yourself, advocating for your teammates or what they need, um, for example, um, I have a block of time where I always push into a gen ed classroom and I do that Monday through Thursday and on Friday she doesn't do reading stations. And so I just told her, I'm like, look, I have evaluations to do for the entire school. 
Do you care if on Fridays, instead of coming in here and like roaming your room while they take a test or play a fun word game, I love those things, but could I use that time to do classroom observations? And she said, absolutely, get that done. That's totally fine. So now I know I have 30 minutes every Friday to go do all my classroom observations. That takes the stress off. But I had to work up the nerve to ask that. I had to work up the nerve that what if she says no? Or what if she says, yeah, that's fine. And then goes tells the principal that I'm not going to be where I'm supposed to be because I have this to do or that to do. She didn't. She, the people I work with are wonderful. But we have to realize that. We have to find those little blocks of time. Because previously I was doing those on like, oh, it's the day before Christmas. Let me go do an observation of that student. Oh, it's the day before Thanksgiving break. Let me go do an observation. And I was fine with that because that was literally the only time I had. But now I have a better built-in system because I know how long it takes and I advocated for what I need. If you've ever attended any of my webinars, you know sometimes I drop truth bombs. I'm about to drop a truth bomb. A truth bomb is basically, I'm going to tell it how it is and you don't have to like it, but a lot of times I'm not wrong, okay? All right, you've been warned. Here it comes. You can create the best laid plan with the best chunks of time. I know it's going to take me 10 minutes to do this and 15 to do that. You can lay it all out beautifully. But if you don't hold yourself accountable for all of that, you're, you're going to fail. It is not going to work out like you want it to. So if you're going to take the time to start analyzing how long does it take to do this? Okay, I could squeeze that in on Monday and this in on Tuesday and every Friday I'm going to do this. You have to follow through and do it. Because some of us are really good at coming up with these great plans or these great organizational systems and then we never do it. So, gosh, this is like two episodes in a row that I've gotten real sassy. Okay, sorry, forgive me. I mean it with love. But I've been there where I'm really good at making a plan. And then the first hiccup, I'm like, oh, I can't do this. And then you might complain and complain and complain that you never get anything done. Guess what? You have to hold yourself accountable. For so many of us, we let ourselves down. For so many of us, we would never bail on our mom or our sister or our best friend or the teacher across all. We would never bail on them like we do ourselves. We would never lie to them like we lied to ourselves. Okay, unrelated lie I tell myself. I'm going to get my closet cleaned out this weekend. Guess what? This weekend comes and goes and... Did I clean out my closet? No. Okay, I'll clean out my closet next weekend. Guess what? Next weekend comes and goes. I still didn't do it. I am lying to myself. I am not being somebody that I can trust. Are you being somebody that you can trust? Are you telling yourself, I'm going to work on this IEP two weeks in advance and then not? And then it's the night before the conference and you're mad at yourself that it's 11 o'clock at night and you are just now getting time to sit down and get ready for that. You know you're going to be up till two in the morning. 
that's not fair to you. You are not being somebody that you can count on. Make sure if you say you're going to get it done, come hell or high water, you get it done. Be someone that you can count on because everybody else counts on you. And I guarantee you do what needs done for them. You would never tell your students, hey, we're going to do this fun activity. Hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. And then not do it. But somehow we do that to ourselves. Don't be that person. Be somebody that you can count on. If you say every Thursday, you're going to get X, Y, and Z done, make sure you get X, Y, and Z done. And if it doesn't work, or you have several Thursdays in a row where you're like, man, I am not getting this done, then you've got to adjust that plan. My template that I was talking about in Monday.com, it changes. It's not always the same, and that's fine. But it's because I've been honest with myself to say, man, Thursdays, there is something in the air. I can't commit my prep period to this and that. I've got to change a little bit. Then I'm not repeatedly letting myself down every single Thursday. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. I want you to start thinking about how you're using your time. How long do all of those things take? Make a really good plan and then stick to it. You got to try it. Maybe you have to revise, but you have to be somebody that you can trust because everybody else is relying on you. Everybody else can trust you. Don't let yourself down. In next week's episode, we will be talking about planning for your small groups because again, many special education teachers get overwhelmed with not only paperwork, but also planning for all of those small groups. So that's what we'll talk about next week. Talk to you then. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.